What is up, everyone? And welcome back to the Out Angle Me podcast with my co-host and new WBFF muscle model pro champion, Chris Webb. How are we, mate? Well, this cracker-racking in the hood, my good lord. What's happening, bro? Good, man. How are you? I am very well. Very well. Been um, been some time between drinks here, my friend. We haven't, it has uh, been. We haven't, we haven't caught up in some time. Obviously, we've been very busy, and uh, you have moved back to Bali, which is kind of cool. Um, but then we also had the comp on. We had the show, uh, the Australian Pro Show, Amateur Pro Pro-Am, so... That was pretty cool. That happened, what, I think, what, six weeks ago now, seven weeks ago, around there? I don't, I don't even know. I've lost count. <laughs> it, would be, it would be, it's probably about two months, I would say, probably about eight weeks yeah. at least. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had um, had a lot of things happening on since the last time we recorded. So this is going to be a good good old bro chat today. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, our faces are a little fuller than they were on the last chat. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been eating some food, bro. I'm not going to lie to you, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so what's up? Obviously, um, we'll start with, obviously, yourself, obviously, moving back to Bali. So you did. we'll talk about the show soon, but obviously you've moved back after the show and settled back down now. Yeah, so I spent... What was it? Probably a week or two post show in the Gold Coast. I think it was about two weeks. Um, just decompress a bit, and then uh, yeah, flew back to Bali. Got some temporary accommodation here um, while I was looking for a new villa, which has been rather difficult. Um, and the prices since I left have just skyrocketed. Um, really? So yeah, the cost of living and, and for the villas have gone up astronomically. Why is that? Why is that? Um, I think it's probably due to demand. Um, and just because the borders have opened up again, you know, everyone's coming through. Um, and that time of year, you know, around Christmas, New Year's, um, mm. everything's just booked out. So they're just pushing the prices up super high. Um, so it's taken oh, me a bit of a while to find something that was ideal, that wasn't going to cost me a fortune. Um, right. So, yeah, I found a really nice villa where I'm pretty happy with. So settling back in, getting back into the groove of things. And um, I was on holiday mode, I must admit, for a little bit when I got back. Um, <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it was straight back into training, bro, and just getting back into the rhythm of things. Had a pretty successful um, reverse diet. Didn't blow out. Um, still managed to enjoy myself, but didn't go crazy. Mm. So it's probably the best reverse out of a show I've ever done, actually. So still right. relatively lean now. Um, and just now trying to push the calories back up, which has actually been... A struggle it's it's, just, it's weird eh? it seems it's easier to stay lean like oh man like I, what's your calories on at the moment about five thousand yeah see i've been pushing mine to about six and a bit yeah with with maybe a cheat meal a day yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah sort of um i'm like you but i've been very very fortunate my um my overall body has sort of absorbed the 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 uptake of food quite well um yep. I'd seen about 116 and a half kilos at the minute. I think stage weight yeah. was about 107. So I've put on a little bit of a little bit of weight, but I also haven't been training consistently. So yeah. I've been training like three times a week, max four. Like I just, I've just been exhausted, been mentally yeah. and physically exhausted. And I think obviously the show took a bit out of myself. I would imagine you as well. And you're doing yeah. back-to-back shows since Worlds, but I yeah. suppose for the um, the recovery point stuff like that. You know, just had um, got my blood work back um, last week, so I got my bloods done at the six six week mark, I think six or seven week mark or whatever, however long it's been, and um, everything came back reasonably pretty fair. Um, yep. Which obviously I've got, I'm doing some other stuff now to sort of recover, cover um, just some indicators that are a little bit high, um, which yep. is kind of expected after show. Um, yeah. And once I get those markers or indicators down, then I'll um, I'll look at doing my off season um, progressively with with my food and and you know supplementation stuff just to try and lead into next year. But currently at the moment, um, it's been kind of it's kind of been a weird one, bud. Like I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I've, I think with the whole aspect of trying to get my groove back to train has been really really difficult this time. Uh, not yep. not because I don't want to train. It's just I just don't have the energy to train. Yeah. Um, and then going back into a full diary of work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the smartest idea to do straight after after comp. I think I had like maybe a week off after, and then I went back to a full diary. So that sort yeah. of that sort of took its toll. Plus, 
you know, obviously with recovery point, which, you know, most, most bodybuilders or competitors will understand once you get to like the six to eight week mark and stuff, you have this real big lull. So trying to find myself, obviously navigating through that because I haven't done a show for, you know, fuck four years. So yeah. trying to trying to get my groove back to try and get the recovery point, obviously back to where it needs to be, and then on top of going back into a full schedule of work, it's been kind of kind of stressful, bud. Not gonna lie. Well, I mean, it's <clears throat> you know for people that haven't competed before, but you know when you get in those last weeks and you're absolutely dying, you're almost running on it's not really adrenaline, but you're just running on something you can't explain, just willpower. You know, you're pushing your body to the absolute limit just to get through those days. Um, and then you have that big emotional roller coaster, and like especially for you winning, like you have this amazing mm. high of coming off the show, and then mm. you know it doesn't last too long, and then all of a sudden you have this like emotional dump, and then it's like shit, back to reality. Like I've got to get back into work. Like everything I was working so hard for is now like done, ticked off, and now you've got to try like pick yourself up to like to have that motivation again to get back into work and to yeah, normal okay, life, like- you know. Like I, I like even with the wind, bro. Like I haven't had like a depressive point where I'm like, oh my god, what do I do next? And blah 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 blah. I haven't yeah. had that at all. Like I've been very fortunate with my whole headspace in regards to the prep or going like after the show and then thinking about prep. I, I'm not in any way um, sort of like how do I explain? It? You know, when you see competitors and they obviously get that high that we all get from a win or from a place or whatever it may be, or even even just leading into a show and they don't know what to do after. I haven't. I, I have to admit, I've been pretty good on the on the recovery side mentally when it comes to like, what do I do now? Um, yeah. I haven't. I haven't really had any stress or mental mental breakdown in regards to what to do next. But but I I think it's more around the the physical trying to get into the gym to lift the weights to obviously grow. I've been finding it hard for that point just to sort of get under a bar again and push weights and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've got an amazing training buddy that sort of, um, you know, tries to push me and stuff. But even even days, like, I'll, I'll message him and say, hey, mate, I'm, I'm actually not going to come in. Like, he's like, oh, okay, man, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just doing the big days, man. And then trying to think about, you know, squatting 300 kilos, man, just not really on the radar. Yes. <laughs> as, as, as bad as that sounds. I just, and then obviously, um, and with the, with the calorie increase as well, and you'll know this, Dan, as well, like once you start increasing calories after a show and that, it actually the digestive tract of, of what it is that you're digesting gets to a point where it actually makes you tired. Yeah. 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 So once you start at, oh, once you start introducing, obviously, carbohydrates and some more fats and that, you literally start to slow down a lot. So I found, yet again, I haven't done a show for a while, so reintroducing those sorts of foods and trying to get back to a healthy mindset in regards to my food and uptake of my food. It's like, I am me fucking exhausted. Like my body just yeah. doesn't, doesn't know what to do with this amount of calories again. Cause you obviously yeah. when you prep and you, you cut it back. So, but other than that, man. Yeah. So obviously your recovery, I think it, it, it comes so with like, experience though too, you know, like we've both done like 30 odd shows each or whatever, mm, you know, you mm. have, that experience and know what to feel after the show. Whereas you speak to a lot of first timers or people that have only done a couple of shows, you know, and they have this massive mental block after a show, mm. but you know, after you've done so many and you've experienced wins and losses, you, you know how to deal with it. And like, for me, it was like post show. It was like two days. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I was a bit dis- disappointed at how I, how I went. Um, mm. but then you, you quickly move on because you know, we're professionals and we have the ability to be, um, subjective you know like a a lot of people don't have that ability they think they're god's gift when they stand on stage you know but we 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 know what competition we're up against and we can see you know how we did um so for me it was not it was pretty easy to kind of just get straight back on and be extra motivated you know right right so but um so let's talk about the actual show itself yeah so talk about your lead up to the show we'll do individual but Talk about your lead up into the show. Obviously, flying like you had a couple of flights. To, you had a big travel travel schedule there, bro. Like fuck. Yeah. So let's talk about your lead up into it. Um, let's talk about obviously your placing and stuff. And then obviously what you're going to do and what your plans are. Yeah. So obviously um, did worlds, and then I wasn't planning to do the Gold Coast show, um, but I was 
stubborn after not winning that um, that I wanted to, to try to get a win under the belt. So I thought, I'm going to the Gold Coast anyway. Um, I might as well do it. And it was a show that I wanted to support, you know, like Pauline and Ari, they put on one of the best shows in the world and it's always just something you want to be a part of. So I was like, nah, I'm going to do it. So I prepped in Mexico, um, which was a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, you're just not in familiar surroundings and the training part of it was good, but also it was very, very hard to get back into the, the groove of things after having, you know, I probably had about two weeks off where just went to all inclusive resorts and ate whatever I want. And then trying to get straight and then to try shift that mindset back into a prep was really, really hard. Um, and the body just didn't respond as well as it had leading into to worlds. So it was a bit of an extra struggle. Um, but I why felt reckon, like I was, why do you reckon you weren't responding? I think it was just everything leading into that show. I had long COVID, which um, was about three weeks post world. So I had it for about four or five weeks where I was just like trash. I was just congested. I was just so down on energy. Um, mm. And then just trying to just being stubborn and trying to push through it, you know, cause you just, you don't right. want to feel that way. So you're trying to <laughs> rather than, <laughs> you know, doing, taking rest and trying to listen to your body, you still want to be in there training and especially post show, you know, you want those, those rebounds effect yeah you don't want to waste mm. it you know what i mean so mm. when really I, I mean i was pretty careful about it but yeah just after that the body just didn't respond as well um mm. that combined with all the travel and then also i went through a breakup during that that period so um you know obviously that's a big change in in your lifestyle and emotions and everything going around that so in hindsight it was maybe something a show that i shouldn't have done um, but I was purely too stubborn. There was no way I was going to pull out. <laughs> I mean, even, even leading, leading into Worlds, um, you know, when I got COVID before Worlds, like I was not in a good state, plus all the food poisoning and everything. You know, that was another, I just wasn't going to be at my best. I was too stubborn. It's like, nah, there's no way I'm giving up. Once I sort of put my foot down, I'm going to do something. I'm just going to see it through, you know? Um, and yeah, just the last few weeks, um, once I arrived in the Gold Coast, the body was just, my weight wasn't dropping for about three or four days. Um, you know, we're cutting calories, increasing cardio, all that sort of stuff. And my body were just wasn't changing. Um, and then it was only like the last probably two days, three days, it started responding again. And then the weight started coming off. Mm. Um, I think maybe it was just a little bit, we just missed the timing a bit. And again, like about five or six days later, I looked really really good post-show so i think just being depleted for so long um and just the body not uptaking the carbs or whatever it was you know it's pretty hard to pinpoint what exactly didn't go right um <clears throat> but all in all i enjoyed the show like awesome show um and everyone just turned up man like i knew it was going to be the hardest show it was harder than worlds like mm. the quality of all the guys that were there everyone was in shape everyone was in awesome condition um, I think everyone was almost at their best, you know, like you were at your best, mate. I've never seen you dialed in like that. Keegs was looking amazing, most shredded I've seen him. Um, Joel was massive and shredded. Um, everyone was just on point, you know, and mm. it was one of those shows you go into and you're like, you have no idea really how you're going to go. Like you can be confident, but you know that everyone is so different. Um, and it just depends who turns up on the day, you know, and you turned up, man, and you just destroyed it. Like, I remember seeing you at the at the check-ins and your face was just like, <laughs> like, the Punisher, like the Punisher was just like skin and bones, you know? And it's like, Webby's on, like Webby is on. So it was good, man. Yeah. Really enjoyed, you know, finally we got to step on stage together. Um, and it was just, it was just a great weekend, man. It always is. Um, yeah. I've got no regrets. Um, it's just are you happy with improvements you, are you happy need with, to be made. Are you happy with your placing? Look, I thought you were outright winner, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, between me and Keegs, Keegs was definitely more conditioned than I was. I think um, in terms of proportions, I think you know I, I would be over over him. Um, okay. But talking to the judges' feedback, it was purely came down to conditioning. So, and I knew I wasn't the most conditioned. Um, it was just whether they would put shape or you know the the model part of the category over. So. It is what it is. You know, I wasn't in condition enough. So that's what it is, mate. You just got to push yeah. harder next time. You know, there's no, yeah. I don't feel bad about that because 
I look at the photos, I'm like, no, I needed to be five to ten percent better. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Um, and then it could have been different. It could have been, you know, you and me battling it really close. Um, right. But it just it's just the way the the cookie crumbles, and you learn. And um, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, think you, I can't I, be I disappointed. Think- no, I think you looked amazing. I, look, I, you know me. I love your physique. I've always has. I've always give you compliments, and I'm one of your biggest supporters, bro. In the in the uh, in the eye of the tiger, I'm, I'm always there, sort of, you know, battling it out and and hoping that you always do well. You know, like not just because yeah. you're one of my good mates. It's more the case of like I just think you're an amazing competitor. So to so, sort of see where you're, um, <clears throat> obviously placing third in that, it could have been here, here or there. You know, what I mean, did Keegs did yeah. bring his A game. Like I'm not going to lie, yeah. he, he looked fucking on point, bro. He yeah, he's a he's a very big warrior, that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keys, if you're listening, you're a fucking trooper, motherfucker. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then obviously, you know, then we had Big Joel that was behind you. Yep. Was he was he yep. behind you? Was he fourth? He was fourth. Yep. Um, so Big Joel obviously came across from New Zealand, and he was and an he absolute amazing. monster. He's a monster man. Like well, he's such a big human. Well, I was I was staying at Jake's place, and um, obviously his clients were coming through during the week, doing their peak week chickens and stuff like that. Joel came through, got the kid off. I was just like, Jesus Christ, how am I going to stand next to this guy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just a big but, human. You know, like he's just yeah. he's a big guy. But um, I, yeah, for, I for feel... me, like I'm I'm one of the the smaller guys in the category. Um, mm. The likes of you, Keegan. Um, and Joel, like Keegan and Joel got 20 odd kilos on me. You've got 10 kilos on me. So it's very intimidating for me. Like I purely have to rely on symmetry and conditioning, but I didn't bring the conditioning obviously, but mm. um, it is very intimidating going against guys of your size, you know? Um, so I didn't feel like, I, didn't, big boys. I didn't actually feel that big, bro. I thought tiny. I felt tiny. Just well, I mean, you were sucked in, but that, that's what you needed to be, you know? Yeah, just for for me to sort of get over the line, I think I need the conditioning. You and I have great shape, but it's more the case of like the only way I'm going to get up on you is is I have to out out condition you, and the only way I'm going to get up on keys is to out condition that big motherfucker. Yeah, and then you know like and then obviously there's you know obviously the other boys that were in there, Abbott, Abbott, Abbott sort of brought his A game, I believe. Um, yeah, who who's that in the lineup? There was um um. Emerus, Sean Emerus. Oh, yes, yes, Sean, Sean. Yeah. Sorry, mate. mate he looked, Sean, he looked Sean. awesome. But he's and got a fucking sexy physique, that, that guy. Did you know how much he weighed on stage? Uh, I don't know, probably fucking 90 kilos or something. Nah, I think he was... I don't want to get this wrong. It was about 87, I think. 87? Yeah. yeah. It might have been lower. <laughs> yeah. So I had 20 kilos on him. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, he, got, he, he still went toe-to-toe toe with us, you know, like his shape was so good. He's got a beautiful shape to him. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's a good-looking lad. So, like, if you shout him out, bro, you know what I mean? Like, I understand why, why you're a model, bro. Like, you're a fucking good-looking lad, you know? And he's, he, yeah. I think in all due time, if he sticks at it and he, he chucks on that extra extra muscle and that, he'd be he'd be a dominant dominant muscle model in time. Yeah, I think so. You know so. what I mean? Because like, I, I don't look, I'm not going to compete for the rest of my life in that, and no are you. So, you know what I mean? There's got to be these young guys come up and obviously take the crowns and, you know, fight it out. But he's certainly um, he's certainly one to sort of watch out for, I think, long term. He's got a beautiful shape yeah. to him. Yeah. He's got that muscle model shape. Like, he's even though he's a bit smaller, like, he's, he's too thick to be fitness model, you know. But I think with another year or two under him, he'll, yeah, he'll be a serious threat. How tall is he? Your height? I'm not sure. I think he's a little bit shorter than than me, so he's probably five nine or something. Right. Not sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. he looked awesome. Um. Anyway, enough about me. What about the camp? <laughs> how how was the everything leading in? Like, I know we we spoke pre competition, and I know you were working real hard at work, um, mm. pulling a lot of mm. long hours, and to, yeah. to to come in how you did with that kind of conditioning and working those kind of hours, like. What was keeping you going? Like, how did you make it happen? Where do I start? So, <laughs> yeah, I think it was about 14 weeks out. I think it was about 14 weeks out. Like, I had been prepping and stuff, but I sort of I tried to get my mindset into, like, obviously a champion mindset, put it that way, was uh, I had a pretty big kick in the ass by, by Chris. So Chris sent me a message. I sent him some check-ins, and this would have been, honestly, like, we'd, 
from 14 weeks, about 12 weeks out, he goes, if you don't pull your finger out of your fucking ass, and if you don't start actually doing what I tell you to do, I would suggest that maybe you pretty much don't do the comp. Wow. And, I, yeah. and I was like, fuck, that was pretty, that was pretty, pretty raw. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but, I, but I needed to hear that, yeah? yeah. So when I, when I sort of got that message back and he gave me a stern talking to, um, for people out there that know Chris Thomas, he's, he's one of my best mates and I've um, been coaching Dan for some time now. He's been coaching me since I won my pro card. Um, and in doing so, that 14-week period, uh, so the 12-week period, he said, you know, what are you doing, mate? Like, you really need to knuckle down. Like, it's go time. He cut my calories, obviously, as any coach would do, because he, he said I was out of shape, which I was. You know, I'm going to sit here and lie. I was fucking out of shape. I was big, but I was out of shape. I think I, I think my, my my weight still at that time, bro, was like 118 or something. Like, it was still huge. Yeah. And, uh, or for my frame anyway, you know, not for Keggs or Jolly, but, you know, for people, someone like me or you, like, that's a lot of weight, yeah? So, um, and at the time, I, I have another coach, which is um, Jimmy Kay, who, who trains out of Melbourne. So Chris is obviously up in the, in the Brisbane, and I've got uh, Jimmy down here that coordinates uh, my training, and he oversees how I look with my posing and stuff like that. He is an amazing human, this guy, and he's become a very, very good coach and good friend of me. So um, big shout out to that guy because he's, he's guided me and helped me just as much as Chris has through this whole entire process. So I went back to Jimmy and I said, uh, Chris wasn't too thrilled with my check-in. <laughs> and yeah. he goes, so what did he say? And I filled him in and he goes, oh, mate, uh, it's enough of me being nice to you. It's time to get a bit raw. And I was like, oh, fuck. So training training went absolutely through the roof with Jim, which was great. Yeah. Um, and he's brutally honest as well, which I like. I don't, I don't need someone blowing smoke on my ass by any means. I need someone to tell me, hey, listen, you pull your fucking head in, mate. Let's go. Let's go yeah. time. Like if you if you want this bad enough, you need to start pushing some boundaries. So we went back to the drawing board. Chris sent through the plan, and then um, and obviously the process to get to stage was there. Um, and my calories got pretty drastically low. I think for the final four weeks, I think Chris is like for you to to, to even be close to thinking about being being a top two contender. Um, he said to me, you have an opportunity, no, no different to probably Keegan and yourself, but he said, if you want to win this, you need to fucking, you know, you got boys way better in shape than you right now. And he yeah. just kept giving me little digs, which was just the motivation that I needed to sort of get to the line. He was, he was brutal with me, man. Like he's just, he, yeah. he wasn't blowing smoke by any means telling me, you know, like you got this. He was like, oh no, I want more. You're not even close. I'm just like, fuck, yeah. bro. Like, are you fucking kidding me? But that's what, you, <laughs> well, that's what I needed. I didn't I didn't want someone patting me on the back saying, so I, I didn't get one compliment from Jim until I was about a week out. Yeah. So the whole entire 14 weeks me and him had been training together, he gave me one compliment in 14 weeks. Yeah. I was like, Jim had a, like, he goes, yeah, not, not bad. I was like, yeah. any more feedback? I said, yeah, you go work harder. I was just like, yeah. fuck, bro, you know what I mean? Which is perfect because anyone that knows knows Jimmy, he's he's very raw um, and very to the point. So, And that he was. So um, leading into the show, obviously, um, the calories were cut about four weeks out and then um, and then stuff started to come together. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> Being a competitor, and I've, I've done very well out of all my bodybuilding shows apart from a couple, I know how to push my boundaries with mental capacity to push. Um, being an ex-fighter, I sort of know where my limitations are and where my limitations aren't. And I don't really have a lot of limitations, to be fair. I actually keep going until I almost die. So, um, <laughs> um, and I've, I've, got, I've got the mindset where, unfortunately, it's a blessing and a curse where I, I push myself to the, the point of almost, you know, breaking down, you know, like I, I've yeah. got that ability to sort of keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing till it gets to a stage where I don't know when to stop. So yeah. my car, my, my daily routine leading in all the way from 12 weeks to the show, I was up every day at four, quarter past four each morning. I'd get up to my cardio and then I'd start my day. I'd always have a client at 6 a.m. every single day, six days a week. And then I would finish most nights at 7 p.m. PT, and I, I would train every night with my my, um, my training buddy Dale, 
at 8 p.m. to whatever time we finished. So for me, we're talking some serious hours, man, like in and around the gym for one. And two, yeah. there was a lot of a lot of time spent obviously not being home. So I, I couldn't tell you how many nights, bro, where um, – where... Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, bro. I, I just turned down a bit. Um, sorry, guys. We just had doing an audio check quickly, and uh, Dan's <laughs> going to be like, turn it down, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, so long days, and um, and then getting home, say, 8, eight, eight I, I was training at 8 and getting home at like 10, 10.30, and then I'd cook all my meals for the next day, make sure I get up, because obviously starting at getting up a quarter past four to do the cardio or – whatnot sort of got to a point where it was pretty full on so um obviously over the duration of the 12 weeks carry got higher and higher and higher to try and push those boundaries calories got lower and lower and lower like you know yeah. most of us sort of know yeah. so i think my calories at the lowest point are about 1850 or something at my lowest point four weeks out yeah. and they stayed pretty pretty close to that all the way through no high days at all yeah. <laughs> um he cut all my high days out just to try and push, obviously, the extra body fat that needed to come off, um, especially around around the, the back of my back. So I had a little bit of body fat still around the bottom of my back and yeah. obviously try and bring my glutes in. So the biggest thing was to try and get my heart, my glutes absolutely shredded. Yeah. Um, and we were able to achieve that by the end. So I think everything came together about 10 days out. I, I knew yeah. I was on. I knew that I was, yeah. I was fucking deadly, yeah? yeah. Um, in the most respect to any competitor, I, was, I, was, I knew I was fucking deadly. So, um, but in saying that too, I didn't know what you boys looked like. I didn't know. Like Keegan obviously did a lot of his checkings online, and you could see his updates and stuff, which I didn't. I never did. I don't. I'm not a person that would do that, just for the sheer fact because it's more the case of like you do a photo here and there to lead up to it, and you know get people wondering and guessing. Oh, what's Webby doing? Yeah. Or what's Dan doing? You know. But Keegan was very transparent about how he looked and what he was, and obviously seeing his photos motivated me even more. So, yeah. and the reason being is Chris will turn around and say, Key's in shape. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, man. Like, he's like, I'm being serious, man. He's in fucking shape. You can see his photos. He looks fucking insane. Yeah. You know, pull your head out, keep going. I'm like, man, this motherfucker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but it, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good way to sort of make me um, responsible for everything I was doing. So, I got, I obviously seen his photos, and then obviously Chris sort of backing him on it. Made me very, very, very motivated, bro. <laughs> to yeah, say the least, cool. I was, I was really, really ready. So yeah. ten days out, looking good, and then obviously flying in. I was very fortunate that I had all my family come up. I oh, know all my family, but I had my mum and my two aunties fly up, which is awesome. It's fucking funny, man. So yeah. uh, we all, we all obviously stayed together, and they were really good. They were doing a little bit of running around, and they were. You know, obviously family, they're helping me out, which is amazing. And then came a show day, bro, and um, 24 hours out, bro, I was really concerned. I was just like 24 hours out. I, I, I didn't feel like look good. I started to doubt myself. I started having a lot of um, just a lot of things mentally going on with me, and I, I, I got to a point where I was like, fuck, what do I do here? And then um, I woke up in the morning on show day, and believe it or not, I looked, I was ready. I was ready for yeah. show. Like I just, you know, when you get that feeling like, fuck, I'm a good, I'm a, it wasn't about winning. Now, I want to make this clear. It was not about winning. I didn't, I, I didn't go into that show to win it. Yeah. I went into that show to be me as my very best. And that sounds very, um, well, cliche. But it wasn't at all to, to sound arrogant or anything. I only wanted to do that show to prove to myself that I still had the bodybuilding capacity yeah. to be a good athlete. Yeah. And everyone's like, you got up to win. It's like, no, I didn't. And if you read my post and everything that I did was solely a base just to get me into a point where I wanted to know if I was good enough to get on stage and be a competitive bodybuilder again because I had so much time off. Yeah. So I woke up that morning and I, you know what? I said to myself, there is not one thing I can do more. I don't have any regrets. I did everything that was required and asked of me. I did everything that everyone had, had asked me to do. And on top of that, I never, ever let myself down in and around the gym. And especially when it came to my cardio and getting up early for my business and my work, I made yeah. sure that everything I did never suffered. 
I suffered as a human, obviously, uh, being a competitor, but I never suffered once when it came yeah. to my business, my work, and all that sort of stuff. So, show they come, Bell, and up on stage with you boys. And um, I had no idea how you guys look backstage. Obviously, it's very intimidating backstage. I'm not going to see it and bullshit anyone. But when you got the likes of, you know, Dan, who's just come out of Worlds and he plays third, and you're one of my biggest competitors, you know, not just a fanboy, bro, but you're. You're, you're someone that I, I admire and I uh, I hold very, very high on a pedestal when it comes to competing because we've done just as many shows together and you know what you're doing. Yeah. And then you got Big Keegan, obviously, watching his post to the lead up to it and there's a bit of hype around him and stuff like that. And seeing him backstage, man, was like, fuck, this guy is ginormous, you know? <laughs> and then, obviously, you see Joel out of the corner of your eye pumping up and <laughs> he's just a monster, man. Like, he is so big. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, so, it's so funny that because it's that moment where, all right, muscle model guys, you're up next. Like for those that haven't competed or haven't been through that experience, you know, you're all sitting backstage. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's pretty much covered up. You might have one competitor that's kind of walking around with their shirt off and stuff. So you don't really have an idea of how anyone's looking. All you've seen is like snippets here and there on how people look on social media. And then it final comes to that day, you know, and then it's mm-hmm. all right, boys downstairs start pumping up and then yep. everyone starts slowly taking off the kit you know and that's like the first moment you have to really like look at each other or you or you try not to focus on them at all like everyone's different um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to yeah. try not to get in your own head you know what i mean um, yeah, yeah 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 and then and then it just that builds up the anticipation you know because yeah and it kind of i mean depends how what's a um personality type you are you're either going to be like super confident or you're going to be like all that self-doubt starts coming in um right. which is you know, it's pretty important to control those emotions just before you step on stage because that can literally change your persona on stage. You know, if you if you mm. see one of the guys backstage and he's looking phenomenal, you're like, oh my god, I'm not going to beat this guy. Like, as soon as you walk out on stage, that's going to like show. You know, mm. Mm. The, the, like it, how you just explain that is exactly how you feel. So yeah. I, I had the two emotions. I'm like, I'm fucking ready to get on this stage. Yeah, I love yeah. competing. But the second, but the second, as soon as you see these guys take their shit off, you're like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, and and so, but that quickly fizzles out real fast once you start, once I start obviously calling the numbers out and obviously walking onto stage. So the only thing that I could think of going there is obviously um, my routine and then making sure that I, I made sure I, I connected with the audience the best way I can and obviously bring some hype up. Now, the reason I say that is because Maddie, Maddie um, O'Reilly, when he came out and he engaged with the audience and that, I found that to be very interactive. I found that to be very engaging. So I wanted to sort of bring something that he had done. Um, so guys that don't know Maddie O'Reilly, he's, the, uh, he's a former... 2019. Uh, 2019 Australian champ. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously one of Australia's best muscle models. And um, I just took a little bit of a, a, that leaf out of his book to seeing him walk down and obviously, you know, uh, doing the poses, some of the poses he was doing, you know, like I found that quite engaging. But through my posing, I was like, you know, fuck this. i got to come up with something different, yeah? I've got to I got to bring my little dance dance web dog out somehow. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I got to a point where I tried to just think of a different routine, which I did, I did bring and... Um, I did it all by myself. I didn't have anyone help me with that one. Um, and there was a couple of points where I fucked it up. So I'm like, oh, shit, how do I recover on this one? But I recovered and it was all right. Just because yeah. I'm, I'm a mad cunt, so it was all right. So, but in saying that, <laughs> but in saying that, though, like there was, there was that moment coming out. I, ha- I had to sort of engage and just make sure I engaged just so I felt calm. I had yeah. a couple of people yelling my name and all that, and that just calms you down, yeah? And you know, there's nothing worse if no one's calling me, you don't have family there or whatever. I just by luck, I can hear my aunties going fucking ballistic. So I was yeah, like, so cool. just hearing them sort of embrace that sort of the nerves a little bit because, yet again, haven't been on stage for a while and, and trying to cut that nerves down, whether, you know, you're good enough and all that sort of bullshit that you think about. But as soon as, it's, as, soon as you sort of like get into the lineup and we're in the lineup, yeah, and they obviously called us forward and, and obviously we did our poses and stuff and they pulled us back. And they called me. They called me first, right? And I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like inside, I was like jumping. I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. And they obviously called Keegan and then yourself and stuff like that. But not knowing that that was first, second, or third, yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? I thought, like, they were just going to move it around accordingly. Yeah. 
Um, and then it got to the, obviously we, we got to the afterwards and that, and all those boys were pretty hyped and so on. And then I went back to the room, had one meal, and one meal just to stay dry and hard. I didn't, I didn't eat anything other than that. And I went to sleep. I slept for about two hours, bro. Yeah. So I was out, actually out cold. I just put a podcast on and I just, I literally fell asleep. And when I obviously woke up, bro, I was drier and harder even more because I had no yeah. cortisol in my body. I was not yeah. stressed, you know, and, and, and the work had been done. So yeah. like, because the work had been done, I didn't feel like there was any pressure anymore. There's nothing I could change. Yeah. So all I wanted on that day was to place top three. And then I came out with the win. So it was very, very overwhelming. I don't know if people saw me in that, but I, I got very emotional. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah um, I got very emotional because that day was pretty special with my uncle's um, birthday who had passed away. So that to me was probably the most remarkable and memorable sort of win for me, you know, because it was sentimental. Yeah. Um, and then, like, even this is so fucking crazy, man, but like, even my numbers. Six eleven, they're my two yeah. lucky numbers. Six really? and eleven, and I got six hundred and eleven yeah. was my fucking my badge number. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I, like, <laughs> I don't know if you're superstitious, bro, but I certainly am. And I was like, well, as soon yeah, as I yeah. got my my thing on, they said six eleven. I'm like, I, me I messaged mum and said, you would not believe what my numbers are. And she's like, what six eleven? I'm like. Six eleven. I'm six hundred and eleven. She's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> Literally, I'm yeah. saying, "Fuck off!" <laughs> and then, um, so the superstition around that, and obviously, um, with my uncle. So that was that was very sentimental, man. So it was a good win. And I mean, the, the one thing I can say with the six eleven, even though you're lucky numbers, there was no luck involved, mate. You you just killed it. You know what I mean? You turned out. Oh, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. And it's it's one thing that everyone's always said. You know, um, you know, when all us pros talk amongst each other and. You know, we talk about how other competitors look and go, and and you know, the one thing with you has always been like, Webby's going to be dangerous. Like, but you've never turned up like a hundred percent conditioned. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's always been a little bit left in the tank, and yeah. it's always been a matter of like, if Webby comes in dialed, like, no one's going to beat him. You know, and you did it. Mm. Um, yeah, thanks, bro. And and that's what everyone was waiting for. You know, like it was the talk of everyone. It's like. Have you seen Webby? Shit, he's in shape. Like, have you seen his face? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knew, like, yeah, just everyone knew, like, this is going to be a battle. Um, right, he's, right. he's finally done it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which is a testament to you, bro. Like, you, you put in the hard yards, you know? Um, all the hours you were pulling and um, you just, you earned it. You know what I mean? There's no there's no luck involved in this sport, you know? It's pure, it purely bro. comes Thanks, down bro. to your work ethic and how much time and effort you put in. Um, and your willpower to, to push through to the end, you know, and that's that's who wins on the day, you know. Yeah, so oh, I well appreciate it, bro. I, yeah, I, it was a, it was a very good win for me, you know. Yeah. So and, and like I'm very honoured to be on the stage with you boys, you know. what I mean, like it was, we're all friends, like we all get along, yeah. you know. And 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 then to obviously, you know, it's hard obviously beating your mates, but at the same time you're like, fuck yeah, I just beat you, motherfucker, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we, all, yeah. And we all have a laugh backstage about it, you know, and. And everyone, everyone that obviously on that day, um, I know, especially with because Keegan, yourself, and 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 me are all mates. So, you know, the the amount of um, camaraderie and good sportsmanship that you boys had had literally given me. Um, I remember when we went out the day after, um, the day after we went down to um, Cali Beach. Right, we ended up having we ended up having a yarn. Uh, obviously, yeah. had a few cocktails by that point. And uh, yeah. he pulled me aside and he gave me a kiss on the cheek and said, "I love you, mate. Well done." And um, yeah. I just, I just think the the overall friendship, plus obviously the sportsmanship that you, you just the support you gave me, man, was very um, a lot of love. There was a lot of love there for me. You know what I mean? And you, you couldn't wish me any any more. You know, greater for the win and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I was very overwhelmed in that moment because I, you've been one of my biggest competitors, plus someone yeah. that I, is a bit of a role model because you've you've been around just as long as I have. So to sort of get a compliment off you, even though we're a few few drinks deep, it was very um, meaningful, and, and I know that you meant it. And there was yeah. no animosity, there was no hostility, there was no, you know, fuck, I, I, I should have won sort of thing. It's like you, you literally were so sincere about how you said it, and to me that 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 was really nice of you as a friend to do that, you know. You, you mm. didn't have that. You didn't have that bad, bad blood in there at all. You know, so nah, nah, not at all, mate. It's you got. You got to you know celebrate your your friends' successes. You know, even if it's at your detriment, or you know what I mean. Like, and I, I know for me, like 
if I was at my best and I lost, it would have been harder to take, but I knew I wasn't. So, right. and you were so far ahead, you know what I mean? So it was, right, there was right, no right. question. It wasn't yeah. like I, I should have, I should have been up there next to Chris. It was like, no, Chris was far, far beyond me, you know? Oh, um, thanks, bro. Yeah. I, I remember actually saying to you at Cali, I said, you make sure you go to bloody worlds and you beat that bloody wall, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think, I think there's a few of us that want to sort of have a crack at him, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and, and in saying that, well, he's obviously what four time champ now. So he's yeah. a fucking insane physique, this guy. So yeah. uh, trust me, bro. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a fair crack. And I think you're, you can do worlds now. I am. Yep. So ah, I, the big dog's back. <laughs> hey. I'm coming. He's coming. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, I know what I need to work on and it's just a matter of suffering. I know, you know, I placed third in the worlds and so I'm right there at the top. Um, mm -hmm. it would be silly to take my foot off now, you know? Um, right. so, but there has been whispers of, um, a new class or category coming in. Um, can't say too much on it, and I don't know too much about it myself, but um, there has been talks of a class coming between muscle and fitness. Ah, that's right. They're going to call it um, – there was a name for it, wasn't there? Uh, maybe physique. I actually don't know. Um, was it? So so that could be something that I'm looking at doing. Um, I'm just waiting to see what – In the, between the in-between class? Yeah, because the thing for me is – you, most of you guys at the top, they've all got 10, 15 kilos on me. You know what I mean? So for me, it's always a size thing. Even though I can still go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you guys, um, if I can fit into a class where I am now and I don't have to go put on extra muscle and I can right. kind of keep my shape, that would make more sense to me. Um, yeah. But in saying that if, that, if that class doesn't eventuate or anything like that, then I will definitely I'll be up there against you again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if, anyone, if, if, any, if anyone could see us on video chat, they'd be like, "Yeah, can't bring it." <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think, I, like, I, I think there's a few of the boys that are maybe looking at doing worlds, and um, I, I couldn't be any more pleased to jump back up on stage with you, bro. So, yeah, uh, I know yeah. I want to see you at your best. This should well, be motivation is, for you. I, I want to see you at your best. And that's, that's all I want too. You know, like you were saying, is you, you just want to be at your very best. And whether you win or lose, it doesn't really, you know, you're, that's out of your control. But what is in your yeah. control is turning up 100% and being, yep. trying to be better every single time, you know. Um, and for me, mm -hmm. I don't know if we were texting or if it was on a post or something I said to you, um, you know, you light the fire in my belly now to, to push harder, you know. So instead of being the chased, they become the chaser, you know. Yeah. And that, that's and then that also... Post. That was on the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, and then you know that. So now you yeah. know, well, Dan's going to be pushing even harder now. So I've got to, I've got to step it up a level. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It just, it brings us all up. It elevates the situation, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because you, just at the moment, just because I'm on top of the mountain doesn't mean that the the uh, the big lion can fucking fall. So. You gotta, if yeah, you want to stay right. gracefully as long up there, you just got to work even harder to, to make sure that you yeah. guys don't, you know, out, outrun me or outbite me to yeah. a degree, you know? So, yeah. and that was something that I've been guilty of in the past is usually after I've had a good showing, I would get complacent and then hmm. just, you know, just too many people in your head talking you up like, oh, mate, you're gonna, no one's going to touch you. Like, you're the favorite. And it, it does play on your emotions. You think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've got this, you know? Um, but there's always going to be someone hungrier, more driven than you that's coming up underneath you. Oh, um, 100%. That's going to surprise bro. you, you know? 100%. And that's the scary thing about that is making sure, is making sure that, um, that you sort of, you gotta, you gotta be very, very mindful about what it is and who you surround yourself with in regards to the compliments. Now I was getting compliments exactly right out of, at obviously where I worked, right? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't pay any attention. The only person that I wanted to hear the, the right criticism from was Jimmy and Chris. And Chris, They were yeah. two people, all I wanted to hear from them, and I didn't listen to anyone. Everyone, sorry, and Dale. Dale, my training buddy, he's fucking champion. He literally would say, yeah, you look all right, but fuck, man. He was brutally honest in his messages to me. He's like, that, you need to do, he was the same as the, these. So I was very, like, I had three good people around me for the, the right headspace in regards to the the criticism or the corrective criticism that I needed because I didn't want people to play smoker mask. And the hardest thing is, is when you got a lot of people that are doing that and you know, man, like you've got a, a big friendship group and stuff. 
when you got those people saying, yeah, you got it, you got it, you're like, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But if you, if, you drive, <laughs> if you drive into that too much and not have, yeah. obviously, Chris is your number one person that needs to tell you yes or no, this is where you're at. You yeah. know, you can't listen to anyone else around you, unfortunately. Yeah. And and that's a prime example of it. You know, you, you, you weren't where you needed to be at a certain point in your prep. And if, if Chris had not given you that stern talking to, you know, mm. you could have, it could have been a completely different person that turned up on stage that day if, if people aren't being honest with you, you know? So it's very important. And, you know, this goes back to, to people competing and they come off stage and they're super disappointed and they have all their fan base telling them, oh, you should have won that. Like, you know, they end yeah. up placing fifth or sixth and they're way out of the, they're not even close. But they've right. got people, all these people telling them, like, you're amazing, you should have won it. Um, well, you can't listen well, to those people. No, well, even Chris didn't give me any sort of, any, any, he didn't give me one fucking compliment, the motherfucker. If you're listening, fuck you, Chris. He didn't actually give me one compliment. <laughs> until <laughs> I think he, he, he said to me, the first time he actually saw me and looked at me was um, obviously about half an hour before stage. And we went to the bathroom and he, and he obviously stripped down. He looked at me and he goes, fuck, cunt. Literally, that's what he said. <laughs> that's his words. Like, sorry for swearing, but he was like, fuck, see. He was like, yeah. Bro, you're you're on. You're on, man. Like he goes, I'm so proud of you. Like, you know, whatever you do from now, he said, win lose. He said, I'm proud of you even getting the stage. Yeah. He didn't blow my smoke up my ass, he just said, You you're on, bro, and I wish you the best of luck. He didn't yeah. say anything about winning. He never he never he never gave me any confidence to prick in, in regards to obviously, you know, you're number one or nothing. He just said, You're on, mate. Go and show him what, what go and show him what, what a champ should be. Or something like yeah. that, and I was just like, I was just like, all right, cool, cool, I got this, you know. Yeah. And then obviously, um, him sort of giving me that, and then um, me sending photos to Jimmy as well. And Jimmy's like, I wish you the best of luck, bro. There's not one thing you could do more. All the best. And that's yeah. I just needed to hear just those two guys just telling me where I'm at. And yeah. they, they, you know, they didn't both smoke up my ass. They were just brutally honest, and they gave me the right, the right headspace to to obviously get to stage. And then. You know, obviously winning was, was the was the bonus, you know. So Yeah. So now moving forward onto worlds. So what's what's your game plan? What do you think you need to work on? Because obviously, you know, we, we want to grow. We need to work on our um our weaknesses and what are our strengths. And so for you, what's sort of your game plan? You know, we got I don't know, probably thirty odd weeks to to worlds. So yeah, what's yeah. what's your biggest things you're gonna be working on um towards that? Um, like I've been saying here, man, I've only been training a couple of days. So my official off season starts January 1st. So yeah. that allows me to have another, what, two weeks, two weeks extra post show. So, um, and my calories are obviously high. So I'm, I'm not really worried about my calories. I'm not going to really, really increase, increase my calories, but obviously start looking at, um, what I need to do supplementation wise. So all my vitamins and minerals and everything else that need to come back into it and whatnot. Um, and then obviously do one more blood test before anything, just to make sure everything's good to where it needs to be. Yeah. Once I do that blood test and we get the results, then um, we'll work out a proper a proper plan leading obviously into the off season. So right now, um, right now I've got um, two more weeks. What I need to grow on and what I'm going to obviously develop, I, I want a bigger back. Like my back's obviously a pretty big anyway, but I want to get a, a bigger back. I'm going to definitely bring my chest up and my arms. My arms have probably been one of my weak, weakest points uh, to date. So bringing that back up for me would be ideally the best best thing to sort of help grow. Um, and then, yeah, man, just, just sort of more upper body. My legs are pretty good. I, I'm not really too concerned about my legs, to be fair. But uh, overall, it will be um, I can't hear more upper body. I think to sort of match Wally. He's got a crazy chest and he's got some good arms there. So I want to make sure that uh, I'm competitive against that guy. Um, what about you, bro? You there? Yeah, bro. Did you hear anything that I just said? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is, was your, is it still recording? Was it still recording or did it stop? It's, no, it's still recording, I think. Okay. Well, for those listening, um, my internet cut out, so I missed like the last 10 seconds of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, Webby's fucking got a shit fucking internet connection. And then I think... No, nah, man. 
It's the only time mine's good as gold. Um, oh. oh, you cracked me up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, we'll just continue anyway. People will have a laugh yeah, yeah. anyway. But I was just saying um, pretty much obviously do some blood work. Once the blood work's done and I, I, I get all that back, bro, then um, I'll work on probably building my back, bringing my arms up so I want yep. a denser back. Um, but back's always been a strong point, but I need to bring that up. Um, my shoulders are pretty good. I'm not really worried about my shoulders. I've just and I bring my arms, my upper pec, and my back, up, just my upper portion shelf in. I just yep. want to be, build that bigger. My legs are always going to be big. Yep. I'm not really too concerned about my legs. Like I think I can match while I my legs and stuff like that. But his chest and um, overall arm mass, I think I need to try and bring up for me to be competitive against him. I'm not worried about my conditioning. I'm not worried about bringing that to stage. I, yep. I've got that covered. I know what I'm going to do, and I follow the same sort of principles of what I've already done. But it's going to come down to, obviously, um, it's going to be a size game now. And I think for, to match him on, on that sort of stage, it's going to come down to size. So, um, and I mean, I who else it rocks up, you know? Yeah. I mean, from a judge's perspective, I don't think, like... You're not. We're not going to catch Wale on size. He's just his thickness is. It's different. It's not. Once you see him in person, he's like he has that 3D shape. You know that everyone talks about Olympia and that it's that 3D muscle that he has. Um, but what he will be beaten on will be symmetry. You know. Um, but the thing is, you have the size to stand next to him, where you're not going to be look small next to him. You know, there's going to be shots that you're going to look just as big, um, or even better. Um, and then obviously bringing the conditioning. And then, but just making the most of your shape, you know, that smaller waist, um, you know, you have a, a better flowing physique. No, thanks, bro. Yeah, uh, I, I think it, it is just a, a size game, you know, if mm. that if that's going to come down to it. And then obviously, by what you're saying, obviously, you know, try and, look, you, you'll stand next to him. I haven't yeah. stand next to him since Worlds, fuck, 2018 or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah. guys, obviously, um, you know, got a lot bigger and stuff since I last competed against him, but... In saying that too, like, um, you have to stand next to him. So, you know, I take on everything that you say because you, you've seen him in person and in real life. And he's obviously the, the top dog at the moment and we're all trying to climb that hill to, you know, knock him off. Yeah. Um, and try and succeed to do that in, um, in in due time. But I think it's time that there's a new world champ, to be fair. And I, yeah. I, I mean that with the most up respect towards him. I think his uh, time's done. It's time for a new person to get up there and support support the muscle models, and I'm fucking, I'm going for it. So yeah, that's what we want yeah, to hear. I'm <laughs> going for it. <laughs> Good on um, you. And no different, no different to you as well. Yeah, obviously yeah. you want to be top dog, and you know there's a few people who want to be in his position. And I, like, I know he trains just as hard, and he does his thing. But I'm gonna, I'll tell you now, man, I'll outwork that motherfucker, and I'll make sure I outdiet that cunt. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. People know me. I'm a pretty crazy trainer, and if I can put on, yeah, if I can do a 12 week prep more or less and get in shape in 12 weeks, I'd hate to see what I do in 30 30 weeks, which I'm already succeeding yeah, exactly. to do now. You know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. I know. I just can't wait to have a prep. Fingers crossed that I don't have any bloody issues this time. I can just have a clean 30 weeks of no food poisoning, no COVID, no torn tendons, and no breakups. Um, it'll, it'll make a hell of a difference. <laughs> when, 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 when would you fly in for Worlds? So obviously that could be um, the announcement up today. It's in August, August 9th to 12th. When would yep. you fly in? Do you fly in just a couple of days prior or? Nah, I like to get there probably at least a week, minimum a week, probably two weeks. Um, purely because I like to get settled just in case there's any water retention or anything like that. Um, I did find... When I flew from Bali to the States, I had no water retention. And that was the first time that's ever happened. Um, but on the flight back from LA to Australia, I got really bad water retention. So, um, and that, okay. you know, that took probably five days before it was fully flushed out. I think I, I remember talking about it on my stories. I weighed myself when I left and when I arrived and I held five kilos of water. Holy shit. Just, in like, I don't know how long the flight was, like 12, 18 hours. Well, no, maybe it was, I think it was close to 20 because I had to go via New Zealand. Um, right. Yeah, man, five five kilos. 
And that was literally weighing myself before I got on the plane and then weighing myself after. That's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. And then, it, you know, it took probably five days for it to come out. So, you know, the last thing you want is if you flew in a couple of days out and you're still trying to get rid of that water. Well, we've got to be there early, obviously, on the Wednesday and what show days on the Saturday. So we've got to be there, obviously, a week before. But I'm trying to trying to plan, obviously, yeah. how to, what, what the best timing is, you know what I mean? Like what we need to do to sort of get over there and make sure that, you know, things are I'm, things are in alignment. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I like to get there a little bit earlier, get familiar with my surroundings, the supermarkets, getting all your food ready, just so you're not panicked or just to reduce as much cortisol as possible, you know, so you're not running around mm. trying to do things last minute. And, you know, when you've only got a couple of days up your sleeve and you're trying to do, because that whole week leading into the show is hectic. Worlds is crazy yeah. because you've got all these media days and all these different things going on. Um, mm. You are on your feet a lot. So just trying yeah. to have as much downtime as possible and be organized for that so that during those days you kind of do your events and then you can go back and relax get your training in um you know be nice and close to a gym and all those types of things um yeah yeah and sorting out your meal prep because you know most of these hotels we've got to stay at don't have kitchenettes you can't bloody cook anything so you either got to prep all your food before you go into them or like i did i went to bloody walmart and bought a microwave and had to sneak it up into the hotel room so the <laughs> staff didn't see it um, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, just all these little things, you know, you just want to make it stress-free as possible. But then also, um, you know, obviously it's very expensive going over there and staying. And I know definitely this time around I will be, yeah, I'll, I will keep it much shorter than I did last time just because it costs to spend a fortune here. How much did you end up spending? Oh, mate, I haven't even worked it out. It'll be well over Fuck 40K. It. Like that whole trip, yeah, was well over 40, easily. But, but New Zealand saying or that, Australian? New Zealand or Australian? New Zealand. But, so 35, so 35, around 35 Australian. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I Jesus. went to... What the fuck did you buy in your car? <laughs> but, was, <laughs> but that was like, that was enjoying myself, staying in nice hotels, doing all those types of things. Um, but, you know, you just don't realise, like at the moment, the, the dollar's screwed, you know, against the US dollar. So everything mm. you're buying over there, even Australian dollars, you're going to Starbucks, buying a coffee, it's costing you like... 15, 16 bucks Australian for a fucking coffee. You know what I mean? It just adds up because everything's almost double the price because the price is there still relative to what you're paying. But then yeah. you convert the Australian dollars. You're paying like 60 cents on the dollar. So you're almost paying double everything that you would pay for that's in Australia. That's so fucked up, bro. Yeah. So that's that's where it kills you is the, the, the exchange rate. And then you've also yeah. got to think you're paying for like all your registration fees, your photo shoots, all these things are in US dollars. So they're double what you're paying. You know, like registration was like $1,100 or something. You know, these photo shoots. US, are yeah. Yeah. You know, you're doing photo shoot here. That's $1,000. Photo shoot there. That's 500 Another one there's 1000 Um, Just, yeah. God, it's just crazy it, money, bro. It adds up a, pretty fast. Um, but in saying that, I went there to to enjoy myself. I didn't do it on the cheap. I, you know, um, and then obviously went mm. to Mexico afterwards and all inclusive and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, my flight back alone was $3,500. From LA to Gold Australia. Coast. Yeah. Just ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a bad time. And hopefully, I, I think, well, who knows actually? I mean, it could be full blown recession by then, but fingers crossed it, it might get a bit better, or at least with the flights anyway. Um, Fuck, I yeah. have to sell, sell one of my arms <laughs> or my leg or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think just that's if you did. I think if you did it on a budget um, and kept things really tight, you could probably do it for about 20. Yeah, that's what I, I paid 30 last time with Christina and myself. It's yep. 30 grand, you know, 29,000 Australian or something I think I ended up spending on yeah. Worlds last time. But that was for two of us and they, they could have could have been cut down a bit. But, you know, like you sort of live, live a little bit while you're there, traveling and shopping and doing, you know, the, the touristy things while you're there, you know. Yeah, but, exactly. So technically, you're doing worlds. We're doing worlds together. Are you going to do the yeah, Australian poem? I probably won't this time. Um, that was my biggest takeaway from this year was trying to back that show up after worlds. Um, just the time period. I actually, I don't know. They just released the dates today, so I don't know how many weeks it'll be between September. I think September. No, November. I'm pretty sure. November. Sorry, it's November. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how many weeks that is in between. Um, if I was going to do it, I would have to be like 100% committed to as soon as world's over, 
then you're straight back into prep um, because it was an odd period. I think it was about eight weeks. So you're kind of having like two weeks off and then trying to get nice. back into routine, which was just the gap was too big. You know, if so, it's no, it's no, it's November fourth. So November fourth, which is the Saturday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You got twelve weeks. Okay, that's not so bad. For twelve weeks between shows, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do both. Yeah, well, that's not so bad. Two, yeah, I think I like, like, you can rebound. You can rebound for four. And then you can yeah. prep for eight. That's yeah. more than efficient time, I think. Yeah. So I spoke to Pauline and Ari after the show um, and I just told them, you know, how difficult it was with that time period. Um, and I know a lot of the others like Taylor and Lenice, and um, they backed it up as well. And we all, we all felt the same. Um, just that the period of time was really hard for on the body. Um, mm -hmm. So I did say to Pauline and Ari, like, you know, minimum 12 weeks would be nice to, to, to back it up. Um, okay. So I think that is that is doable for sure. Um, I think it'll be doable. Yeah, hundred percent. And it'll be good. Uh, look, I, I want to do it because I've only got a few years left, man. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and bullshit anyone or, or whatnot. But you know, like I love competing. But you know, you and I have done what thirty shows now between us. Oh, not between us. Each of us. Yeah. You know, like it, it's taxing on the body, bud. You know, and I don't want to. You know, I want to be doing this forever. As much as I love it as a hobby. Once it starts to become a chore, and I've made this very clear to people, once it becomes a chore, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and right now I'm still enjoying it. I'm still, I, you know, I was very lucky to get the win, and that sort of has hyped me on to continue on, you know. But if you start to fade, especially phys the, the physicality of your physique, you know, like, you know, it does start to turn eventually, you know, and you can't yeah. get, you know, doing heavy squats and all that sort of stuff, taxing on the body, bud, you know. Yeah. So, um Oh, um, I mean, for me, to we, we, we haven't talked about it today, but um, obviously the Olympia was on, but the prime example was Rami, you know, big Rami, he's atrophied all through his lower back, triceps yeah. gone, you know, and it's just an, an age thing, you know, and I'm, I'm getting pretty close to 40. So for me, it was always 40 was probably an age to, um, they would look at hanging things up. So same boat, mate. I've only got a couple of years left of me. Um, what do you think? You're a year older than me, 37. Yeah, you're a year older, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, when your time's when your time's coming, but you know we're still competitive at the moment. We're still at the top, so you know, like you say, you oh, keep look, doing it until it becomes a chore. Or I think, like my, my maximum time frame with inside of this, like I'm 37 in April. I think 40. I think I might cap it. It's like, oh, you know, you're still pretty good. Then it's like, yeah, but I've been doing this for a long time. You know, it's not it's not like I I, I don't enjoy it. It's more the case yeah. of like the protocols, the the dieting, the the, the money, everything else, you know, everything starts to suffer in some yeah. part of your life form. Yeah. And for me, I, I, like I've, I've missed out on a, on a lot, which I do not regret in any, any regards, but just as far as even relationships, man, you know what I mean? Like I've given up a lot of relationships to do what I do. And, mm. um, and you know, like it's been, it's, it's been a tough, it's been a tough sort of journey when you start giving up some quality time with family and friends and, um, yet again, it's all a choice and I don't regret it, but there has to be a limitation where you're just like, you know, fuck man, like you need to start focusing on a bit more family life and settling down and doing that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. So there's more to life than bodybuilding. You and I know this, but, but yet again, like why like, I am single and ready to mingle and, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, uh, there's still fire in the tank to, to do well once that yeah. slowly starts to diminish i'm i'm yeah I'll, I'll hang the hang the boots up mate yep so well mate it was um i think we'll, we'll wrap it up but congratulations again um super happy for you mate i like like I've, I've said it a million times now but super proud of you everything you've done um and just and raising the bar for us all you know what i mean it's only Thanks, it's only bro. good good for us all and good for the sport and you know we want to get more guys involved in wbff and when we've got the caliber of guys like that um that could easily stand on ifbb stage and blow half the guys away there um you know we're f these guys that are forced to be reckoned with you know and that's gonna hopefully in turn um motivate some of these younger guys coming up through you know like i know for you and i both as we were coming up through wbff you know aj allison was the guy that we looked to and that was you know the example that inspired us to, to get involved in wbff you know and um you know, it's up to us to, to be those types of role models for, for the younger guys coming through, you know, so. Um, totally agree. 
Yeah, mate, to raise the bar, it's um, all of us are winning. I appreciate it, bro. Like, uh, yet again, it's, it was an honour to jump on stage with you, bro, and I look forward to the challenge again in the new year, my friend. Yeah, bro, that's it. Yeah. All right, um, much love and, yeah, talk to you, bro. We'll, we'll catch up on the next one. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. We have uh, a couple of guys jumping on. Uh, we probably won't have one uh, until the new year, so we'll, we've got some more competitors jumping on as next year. Stay tuned. Apologies for, obviously, this being so late, but we have been very, very busy, and uh, the rebound's been great. So we will be in tune, and we'll, uh, we'll keep you in, in, informed. So love you, Dan. Talk to you, and peace out, my friend. You too, bro. Catch you later, guys.